The Tampa Bay Buccaneers officially fired offensive coordinator Byron Leftwich, but he wasn't the only one to get the axe. We talk about potential replacements and where it all went wrong right now. Let's go. You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up and welcome to the Locked On Bucks Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are your daily podcast covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, free and available on all platforms, including YouTube, where you are watching live. And we thank you for making us your first listen or view of the day. I am James Yarko, Deputy Editor of SB Nation's BucksNation.com, joined by my ZZ Top-loving co-host, David Harrison. You can find his work over at Sports Illustrated's BucksGameDay.com. And of course, you can follow everything on Twitter at Locked On Bucks, at JRCO underscore Bucks, and at D Harrison 82. You know, a ZZ Top song actually came on in the car today while we were taking my oldest daughter to work. And was it uh, Sharp Dressed Man? It was Sharp Dressed Man. And I asked my wife what exactly the definition of a sharp dressed man is. Like, how do you tell us if someone's dressed sharp? And if you're not dressed that way, are you sharp? Are you dressed dull? Like, are there ladies who love dull dressed mans as well? Usually there's, you know, whatever um we'd love to know everybody's answers to what a sharp dressed man is there's not a whole lot of people here with us yet but if you are we thank you for making us first listener first view every single day and whether you're joining us live or in audio afterwards or in video afterwards we appreciate all of you uh, especially david stacks who is the official first comment of the episode today's episode is brought to you by linkedin jobs linkedin jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster post your job for free at linkedin dot com slash locked on nfl the tampa bay buccaneers may be posting their job openings for free because they got a few the tampa bay buccaneers since the last time we talked officially fired offensive coordinator byron leftwich as well as i'm gonna butcher some of these names because i've never said them before specialist coach chris boniel wide receiver coach kevin garver offensive quality control coach jeff castle Assistant defensive line coach Lori Locus, who I know very well. Running back coach Todd McNair. In addition, uh, three coaches, Clyde Christensen, Rick Christopher, and outside linebacker coach Bob Sanders all retired, uh, which tells me they were going to get fired, but they decided to retire instead. Maybe. It's kind of like it's a mutual thing. It's a mutual decision. The Buccaneers did issue a statement from head coach Todd Bowles after he thoroughly cleaned out his coaching staff saying, quote, we appreciate the hard work and contributions that all these coaches made to our successes over the past four seasons. As a collective group, we did not meet the high standards that had been set for this past year, and my focus now is on doing what is needed to ensure a successful 2023 season. These are very difficult decisions, but something I felt was necessary for our football team going forward. End quote. Uh, shout out to Doodle for the Joe Burrow reference. I'm going to disagree with Doodle. I've seen Joe I'm, Burrow look absolutely ridiculous. I'm just, sharp according to david means being clean cut yeah which mean but he put the hyphens or the the quotations around the word cut meaning i think he's he's attacking me james i think he's telling me i have to get in the gym <laughs> <laughs> i i'm mostly concerned about your your lack of recognition of chris boniel dallas cowboy kicking legend from back in the 90s it it upsets me it hurts me to my core. i apologize profusely all right, well, make up for it. I'll dress up like Joe Burrow for our next episode. I mean, don't get me wrong. Joe Burrow has looked fire sometimes, but there have been other times that I, he has worn some 
pretty out there things. And I'm just like, I don't understand fashion for 20 year old like athletes at my age. I'm curmudgeon -y. Get off my lawn. All right. Well, you know, let's back to back to the Buccaneers where, you know, instead of uh, fashion week here on Locked on Bucks, the Byron news was originally said to be expected uh, by Pewter Report just minutes after the Bucks loss to the Cowboys. And they had kind of been saying it was going to happen for quite some time. Uh, Scott Reynolds, uh, I know JC tweeted it out quite a few times. Um, so they'd been expecting it for a while. But Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times is the one who officially broke the news that Leftwich was indeed fired, that it, it had occurred uh, on Thursday. So I do need to give a shout out to Scott Reynolds and the Pewter Report crew from their podcast yesterday. They talked a little more in depth about the firing of Byron Leftwich on their show. And Scott basically broke down that Leftwich, and in, in I'm giving you kind of the um, Reader's Digest version. Shout out to those of you that, that know what that means. Uh, I do encourage you, go ahead, check out their stuff. They they deserve the uh, the listens and the views uh, for the, the full story. But Leftwich was basically stubborn, and, and he refused to detract from doing the same things that he was doing game after game after game that just flat out weren't working. Todd Bowles was telling him we need to run the ball more. You know, you know, we have to stay committed to the run. Brady can't be throwing it 45, 50, 55 times a game. Byron would abandon the run completely. They, uh, they wouldn't detract from game plans when those game plans weren't working. And I know the example that Scott brought up was against the Baltimore Ravens, where Baltimore wanted to attack the secondary. That didn't work, so they went back and they changed what they were doing to attack the Bucs, and guess what? That worked. There, there was never any kind of uh, deferment of, of what Byron was doing. He was going to do what he wanted to do, and it was like he was just picking plays at random. There was little to no communication between Byron and other offensive coaches. So ultimately, according yeah. to Scott Reynolds of Pewter Report, Leftwich lost the trust of his coaches, and most importantly, he lost the trust of his players. So now Todd Bowles is able to go out, find who he wants to try to inject some life into the offensive side of the football because Byron flat out just he, – he wasn't getting the job done. And I don't care what Shannon Sharp has to say about it. I don't care what Ryan Clark has to say about it. These guys have no idea what this team was doing all year. When you are a national spokesman and you are tasked with talking about you know multiple teams, multiple players – uh, you know, all across the league, you don't have time to sit there and watch what's going on. So, you know, Byron flat out did a bad job. Yeah. Like as soon as, as soon as his babysitter went up to, you know, the, the box with Jason light, Byron was terrible. And there's, there's really no disputing that. So it's, it's going to be interesting to see where we go from here, David. But I think it boils down to respect to be quite honest with you, because, you know, look, so first, let me let me back back up a little bit first and address the national talking head versus the local reporter angle here. The the different not only what you just said, what you just said is is very accurate. Obviously, like like Ryan Clark, you know, respect his experience in the league and in the locker room and all that stuff. But he's from he's looking from top down on all thirty two teams, right? He's got some friends, he's got some connections, all that stuff, and that's important. But you know, Rick Stroud, Scott Reynolds, Greg Allman, Jenna Lane, like they're there on a daily basis. They're in the mm -hmm. locker rooms. They're doing so when when these when they're when Scott Reynolds is talking about 
he, you know, Byron Leftwich didn't communicate with his other coaches. He didn't talk things out. He didn't, he didn't take ideas from other people. This isn't an opinion. Like this isn't, here's what I think happened. This is words from other people. And usually they're off the record. And the reason they're off the record is because these coaches are, are people who are looking to elevate their own careers. And they don't want to get labeled uh, as someone who's going to, you know, let loose, you know, uh, company secrets and all those things. And players aren't going to want to get the reputation of being a guy who's going to bad mouth a coach and which is all very reasonable. But we went through the same thing here in Washington a couple of weeks before the end of the season or a week before the end of the season. Uh, one of the Washington Post reporters that's there on a daily basis got wind from some of the players who were off the record that Scott Turner wasn't was doing the same thing, wasn't listening to players, wasn't listening to input, wasn't communicating thoroughly and wasn't wasn't it was basically just dug in, you know, wanting to do what he wants to do, no matter what anybody else wanted to do or thought would work or thought might work. Scott Turner was going to do what Scott Turner was going to do. Guess what? They're both unemployed right now. So that, that kind of shows you where that comes from. So Ryan Clark, no disrespect to him, no disrespect to Lewis Riddick of the world and all this other stuff. You know what I mean? This information is coming from someplace. And if guys like Scott Reynolds, you know, uh, Rick Stroud, the greatest hits, you know, if those guys are putting this stuff out there in the atmosphere, they're not just making it up. They're not just watching Monday Night Football and saying, here's what I think is happening. They're getting it from a place uh, of knowledge. And it's important to acknowledge that knowledge that they're reporting from. All right. Well, yeah, I, I agree wholeheartedly. And, and I, I think we're not going to dive into it all right now. We have plenty of time to, to break this all down, but I think Colin Cowherd had, had a good point about what the bucks were doing. I think Dan Orlovsky has been doing really well uh, in, in terms of breaking all of this down. And there was, there was one other kind of national uh, national head that that was talking about it that I that did a good job and I completely forget who it is but what's done is done Byron Leftwich is out as are multiple other position coaches and we're going to take a look at a few names that could come in and replace Byron as the Buccaneers offensive coordinator coming up in just a moment here on Locked on Bucks. This episode of Locked on Bucks is brought to you in part by LinkedIn Jobs. As a small business owner or hiring manager, you know that success in 2023 all depends on the team members you surround yourself with. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. With LinkedIn Jobs, you can hire qualified candidates more efficiently by matching open roles with people who have the skills, values, and experiences to help you achieve your goals. LinkedIn Jobs helps you quickly attract qualified candidates to your open jobs with targeting tools. They go beyond resume data by using insights from your job post, company, and their 875 million member profiles to put your post in front of the most qualified candidates. Identify the most qualified candidates on LinkedIn jobs and connect with them fast and for free. LinkedIn jobs makes it easy to screen and rate applicants based on your job qualifications all in one platform. So why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free terms and conditions apply. This episode is also brought to you in part by our friends at betonline.net. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting information, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from pro football to college 
basketball to NBA to World Cup. They have it all at betonline.net. And if you love sports podcasts like this one, you can find those at BetOnline as well. They are the fastest and easiest way to get your betting information. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. All right, guys, continue our conversation following the firing of several, several coaches from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers coaching staff. Todd Bowles basically put out a message out there saying that he's going to have his guys this season. He's not going to have anybody else's guys. And there's going to be a few new guys, uh, guys or gals, you know what I mean, depending on who the hires are. And we thank you for joining us for this conversation. Thank you for making Locked on Bucks first listen every single day. Make sure you're also subscribed to Locked on NFL for your daily conversation on the biggest NFL stories plus in-depth analysis, and Monday local insiders cover the weekend with game-to-game episodes because they're all cheaters and their teams are still playing. Locked on NFL, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Shout-out to uh, Peter Rakowski, host of Locked on Packers, and also the only person living on Tom Brady's overrated island because that place does not exist except for in Cartoonland, which is where it was thanks to Locked on Sports uh, social media people. Real quick, David, before we get to the the coordinator search, I have to give a shout out to somebody in the chat because this is a fantastic jab at me. Uh, yeah. Slow Pat says, come on now, I am in my 50s and even I know the 2023 way to express Reader's Digest version is TLDR. You are 100% right. Uh, that's on me. That's my bad. Uh, so, yeah. Shout out to Slow Pat, David, Doodle, Tyler, Danny. I'm trying to get everybody... Uh, appreciate everybody joining us here for this live uh, interacting here in the comment section. We'll get to as many of the comments as we can, but we are going to continue on looking at this coordinator search. So the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, now there are going to be reports and rumors and all those, and those are great, but the NFL has their own official, here's a list of guys that the teams have requested to interview. Uh, and understand they don't have to request to interview unemployed guys. So, so keep that in mind uh, as well. So we're going to bring up some candidates that we think maybe the Buccaneers could be interested in interviewing for one reason or another. And James, I'm going to get things started with Kevin Petulo, the Eagles, Philadelphia Eagles passing game coordinator. Uh, now you might be a little bit confused because obviously Todd Bowles kind of wants to run the ball more. Leonard Fournette, Rashad White, who knows what they do in the offseason, hopefully get the offensive line going a little bit. He wants to control the clock, clock, run the ball, hold the ball, and then let the defense kind of secure the wins, right? That's what a defense coach, defensive coach wants to do. So why would you hire an Eagles? passing game coordinator well for one you have to look at the development that they've gotten out of Jalen Hurts now coach Patula hasn't done that on his own granted but none of those guys right the quarterback coach offense coordinator head coach none of those guys did it on their own it's a team effort but they know how it was made they know the spell that was put together and conjured and all the ingredients that went into the bowl to poof make Jalen Hurts the next great NFL quarterback apparently um so he knows how it's made but you also have to look at this the Eagles are top five this year in rushing yards per game and top 15 in rushing yards per carry. Much, much better than the Buccaneers were. And I don't know if you've seen the Eagles running back room. It's not really as talented, I would say, as the Buccaneers. I mean, maybe maybe there's some comparisons there. I think the difference really is that offensive line, but also how you leverage that offensive line into getting what you're getting. And yes, he's the passing coordinator. But let's remember, this isn't a guy who's saying, OK, passing game only. If you're talking running game, I'm not in the room. I'm not around it. So he's been around one of the better NFL teams this year that came from a place where not a lot of people expected him to be this quickly. There's a lot of knowledge there. So, again, kick the tires on Kevin Petulo, see if you can't get some insight into how that's being done out there in Philly. Yeah, I, I certainly don't hate that idea at all. Um, 
Doodle in the chat says that's a Miles Sanders slander. Uh, say that three times fast. Uh, <laughs> I'm no disrespect to Miles. You know what I mean, or or Boston Scott or any of those guys. Um, but I'm just I'm just saying. You know what I mean. It's it's not like I, I want to say either. Honestly, back room back uh, backfield is head or shoulders above the others. Is all I'm saying. Uh, Frank in the chat says bring back Chucky. Uh, no, thank you. Hard hard pass. In fact, if if you go back, David, uh, years and years ago. Uh, when it was said that Gruden was going to come out of retirement, we actually did a full pot. I can't remember if it was locked on bucks or if it was back when we had walking the plank, we full on broke down how John Gruden was not going to work in today's NFL. And uh, sure enough, he didn't, he was terrible. And then he got fired because of uh, non football related things. But I think they just wanted out of that contract as fast as possible. Uh, I am going to, list off one person that does have an Eagles connection. He is recently unemployed, but maybe he's looking for a little less responsibility than he had say in, I don't know, Indianapolis. Yeah. I'm talking about Frank Reich and Frank Reich was a really good offensive coordinator. That's why he got the job as a head coach in Indianapolis from 2014 to 2022. He had four top 10 offenses in the NFL of course, won the Super Bowl with the Philadelphia Eagles as their offensive coordinator. And he did that with Carson Wentz and Nick Foles, leading Philadelphia to the third best offense in the National Football League. He, The, the quarterbacks that he has worked with, Phillip Rivers, Carson Wentz twice, Nick Foles, Matt Ryan, um, Jacoby Brissett, like he hasn't had like major superstar quarterbacks matt ryan was when he got to indianapolis he was not anymore philip rivers kind of the same thing when he got to indianapolis he was a shell of his former self and he still managed to be able to be somewhat successful with those in indianapolis but his best work has come as an offensive coordinator if he is looking for an opportunity this is also a guy that can work with a veteran but at the same time he can also work with a young guy that you bring in maybe via the draft or I don't know, say trade for Trey Lance, who uh, is probably going to want out of San Francisco if they sign Brady for a year. Uh, anyway, he, he's incredibly versatile. He can work with any kind of quarterback. He can make them work in his system. I think it would be a really, really smart idea to at least talk to him. Just get him in the building and talk to him and see what he's yeah. about. Have a cup of coffee. And you never know. I mean, look, Carson Wentz probably going to be a free agent soon. Maybe third time's a charm. James Jarko rallying for Carson Wentz to come to Tampa. Absolutely. Um, not at all what I said. It's funny that you bring up Trey Lance because you know what I'm about to say. Because uh, it to me, it's really hard. Lock, shout out to Locked On Niners, guys. Brian Peacock and uh, Croc. I can never remember his first name because they just call him Croc. Uh, Eric Croc. Eric. Um, I don't know. Like, if you're the 49ers, man, Brock Purdy. Right. Like, already. Like, he, how do you not let this guy compete for the starting job next year already? Yeah. If he wins it, if he if he takes you to the NFC Championship game, I don't know, man. It might be done for Trey Lance in, in San Francisco. Brian Greasy. Um, I'm not the only one who's talked about him. There have been people who mentioned his name in passing, but not a lot of people are talking about him. And listen, the reason not a lot of people are talking about him, guys, he's got one year of coaching experience. This season is his only season being a coach, quarterback coach for the San Francisco 49ers. But look at the job that offense did, starting off with, with Trey Lance, then he gets injured. They go to Jimmy Garoppolo, completely different kind of quarterback. Then you go to Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant himself. 
And at first, like the first couple of weeks, I was on board with everybody else. He's not really doing anything super fantastic. He's just kind of driving the car and they're saying, hey, look, we're going to keep it in second gear. Just take it easy. Don't need to put a whole lot of stuff. But lately, he is putting his foot on the gas and he is doing some really good things. And he himself actually credited quarterbacks coach Brian Greasy with helping him learn the playbook, swallow the playbook, understand it, how to execute it. This is one of the most complex offenses in the National Football League. And in his first season as an NFL coach, he is coached Jimmy Garoppolo to have success with that offense, Trey Lance to have success with that offense, and the last pick in the 2022 NFL draft, all to have success. Now, they've got weapons, granted, but so do the Buccaneers. I'm not saying this should be the immediate hire, but you know what? Brian Greasy played football for a long time. You guys know that. He was a Buck for a while. Did a lot of booth work, so he's traveled around, talked to a lot of people, seen a lot of football. I think it's worth the uh, the cup of coffee, to be quite honest with you. But James, very clearly, there is a there is one person that the chat wants, and uh, I already know that he is your choice. So let's let you and Sean is here bring in the bulldog. Yeah, you're you're talking about a former Buccaneer and Brian Greasy, and you know what? His day might come, might be a little soon for for this one, but someone else who was a former Buccaneer, at least a former Buccaneer coach and coordinator was everybody's favorite to to land this job the guy that everybody wants and that's Todd Munkin and look the last time we saw Todd Munkin on the sideline for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers that was a team that was averaging 24.8 points per game bouncing between Jameis Winston and Ryan Fitzmagic you all remember that year started off in a shootout against the Saints and you had the the Fitzpatrick Deshaun Jackson connection and then Deshaun Jackson wanted out because he didn't like James Winston, and then Dirk Cutter brought Ryan Fitzpatrick back in as the starter, and then he benched him again, and it was a gigantic mess. And, and look, Todd Munkin was running Dirk Cutter's offense. Todd Munkin was not running Todd Munkin's offense. And you take a look, he, he had a quick cup of coffee in the city of Cleveland, didn't do well. Nobody in Cleveland did well in 2019 because Freddie Kitchens is a thing. And so he goes to Georgia to coach the Bulldogs and 2020 the George Bulldogs averaged 32.3 points per game in 2021 they averaged 38.6 points per game and win the national championship 2022 they averaged 41.1 points per game and once again win the national championship and look this is why he would be my first choice this is why he is the favorite of those in the chat right now it's because he is creative he is inventive. What we saw from Byron Leftwich all of 2022 was a preseason playbook. We talk all the time about how in preseason, don't read too much into it because everything's very vanilla. Well, Byron never like turned past the preseason portion of his, his playbook binder. And so that was all we got all year. You won't get that with Todd Munkin. Now, is he going to be interested in going back to a team that you know he was let go of? When the guy that let go of him is is still in the building, not the head coach, but still in the building, I don't know. But he has to be somebody that the Buccaneers call because he is so good at being an offensive coordinator, and I can't even imagine what his offense would look like with guys like Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and Rashad White and Cade Otten. I mean, the, I can't even remember the kid's name, Bowers, the, the tight end. Yeah at Georgia is a superstar. What yeah. could he do with Kate Otten? What kind of creativity could we see 
with Rashad White and if they keep Leonard Fournette or some kind of two backs. It's it's really, really fun to think about. He has to be a phone call that Todd Bowles makes. Even if he turns it down, at least make the effort to get Todd Munkin back in the building. Yeah. I mean, I think something that he deserves a lot of credit for, at least from his time in Georgia that you saw is, you know, college football is obviously a different game, but what you see in him is, and is again, is his ability to adjust what the opponent is doing is his ability to keep guys engaged in the game and also his ability to put guys in position to win and trust that they're going to go and make the play, not coaching scared, not play calling scared. And I think that's something uh, that, you know, people in live chat talking about countering Todd Bowles personality and aggressive offensive coordinator and play caller is something that can kind of counter that. My question, honestly, would be, is Todd Bowles going to be willing to let Todd Munkin be a little bit freer, looser, and aggressive with the offense, given, again, the fact that he's a defensive head coach? I don't see why he wouldn't, but I guess that that is a question that will have to be determined if it gets to that point. But, David, we are going to take a look at the divisional round matchups happening this weekend and make our picks coming up next on Locked on bucks this episode of locked on bucks is brought to you by built bar if you're looking for a delicious treat but don't want all of the fat and calories you gotta try a built bar we just got through the holidays my goal is to eat a little bit healthier and uh if you're like me and you want to eat healthier but you're also like me and you have to have sweets then compromise and get yourself some built bars they're so delicious and good for you you're not going to realize that they're good for you. What makes them so good? Well, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Yes, real chocolate. And they come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie. That's my favorite. And coconut almond. And I'm not sure how Built does it, but these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. And that's even better. What's even better is that they are healthy. Only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and 17 grams of protein and now you don't have to wait for the mailman to bring you a box for years we've been telling you about ordering your built bars at built.com but now you can get them at your local walmart or sam's club head to your nearest walmart today walk to the pharmacy section and grab yourself a box of built bars you can get a four bar box of cookies and cream double chocolate or coconut puff but if you're close to a sam's club run in and grab a 13 bar box with hit flavors like brownie batter and churro. You can thank me later. Wrapping things up here on the Locked On Bucks podcast, live Friday edition. Thank you again to all of you that are in the chat, joining us, weighing in your thoughts on Byron Leftwich being fired, who you want to see come in as at least get interviews for offensive coordinator. But David, there's playoff football this weekend that the Buccaneers are not participating in because Byron Leftwich is not good at his job and uh, the Cowboys smacked Tampa around on Monday. But we're still going to take a look at the games that are happening this weekend. Thanks to our friends at betonline.net. Have more odds, props, and lines than ever before. BetOnline, where the game starts. So last weekend, David, uh, we both picked the 49ers. We were both correct. Uh, you took the Chargers. I took the Jaguars. It looked like you were correct. Turned out I was correct. I was correct. The Chargers just forgot that I was right. <laughs> uh, we both took the Bills. We were barely both correct. Um, mm-hmm. 
You took the Giants. I took the Vikings. I forgot that uh, it's always possible for Kirk Cousins to Kirk Cousins. So you were right on that one. I was wrong. We both took the Bengals, who, thanks to a really stupid decision by the Ravens quarterback, were able to squeak that one out. So let's take a look at the slate for this weekend, starting with those pesky, pesky Jacksonville Jaguars traveling to Arrowhead to take on Patty Mahomes and the Chiefs. What did I see? It was like the last six AFC championships have featured the Chiefs or the Jaguars. Uh, I, mean, I believe, but that's, I mean, that's like one Jags game and then the rest are Chiefs. I mean, that's Still, kind of a slanted stat there. Um, it is wild to think about that. So, yeah. And, and listen, the wild card round was wild and, and, you know, pun intended, whatever. But I don't know that the divisional round is going to be as close i just i just don't i just i think this is where the the top heavy part of the division is going to kind of flex its muscle a little bit i'm taking the chiefs and not only am i taking the chiefs i'm taking the chiefs and the points so chiefs are favored by nine so i'm taking the chiefs to win this thing by nine and a half or more which obviously is 10 points so i i really want to take the jaguars just because of the chaos that will ensue but I'm not. I, they they barely miraculously beat the Chargers because the Chargers stopped playing football. And um, Patty Mahomes is is going to do Patrick Mahomes things. I will take the Chiefs. I don't know if I'm brave enough to take the points. Yeah. But the Chiefs are definitely winning this game. The other Saturday game, the New York football giants travel to the city of brotherly love where nobody is brotherly or lovely or friendly in any capacity. Take on the Philadelphia Eagles who are seven and a half point favorites. Mm. This was, you know, when these two met in the regular season, it was not an easy game for the Eagles. Who do you like in this one? I'm taking the Eagles, and, I, and again, I'm taking the points. I'm taking the seven and a half. I think that, uh, you know, I think the reason these divisional round matchups tend to maybe be a little bit less of an exciting game in as far as like the, the the last minutes and all that is because the wake-up calls that happened in the wild card round, the divisional round teams get those wake-up calls too. Like they're watching. They're going, oh, man, okay, guys, look, there's the playoffs. It's serious. Dial back in, all that stuff. Plus you've got Jason Kelsey. you got a lot of guys on this team that have been through the ringer. Jalen Hurts has just been – looking to prove people wrong about him all season long. Uh, A.J. Brown, like, this is his chance. You know what I mean? All these things. Like, I yeah, I'm taking the Eagles and I'm taking the points. So, I mean, right there, right then and there, if I'm right Saturday, you've got two potentially double-digit games, uh, which is a very, very different contrast to what happened Wild Card Weekend. Real quick, before we get to the Sunday games, uh, Matt K. first of all, shout-out from Australia. That always, always love to see our overseas fans, uh, Buccaneers fans, viewing the show, listening to the show as well. Asked why. Byron was so bad this year, but so good in 2020. I mean, give you the bridge version, the uh, the uh, the Reader's Digest version. Is the TLDR um, version. Basically, look, the bottom line is this. This year, Byron was in more control of the offense than he was in any year before, and this is this is essentially the result. That's the short version. We've talked about this on a couple other episodes. Um, but, yeah, that's basically the short version. Matt, appreciate you uh, joining us. It's like noon in Australia, I think. I don't know. The time difference is crazy. Yeah, I have no idea. It might be Thursday or uh, uh, like Tuesday afternoon in Australia right now. I, I legit have no idea. Uh, let's let's take a look at the Sunday games. And I think these are going to be the Saturday games are going to be very meh 
we're going to watch because it's football, but they're going to be meh kind of games. Sunday, we have we have two very interesting football games. The Cincinnati Bengals travel to Buffalo to take yeah. on the Bills, who are favored by five and a half. And this is a game that just as easily could have been played at Paycor Stadium here in Cincinnati. But as we all know, that was a game that was canceled due to extenuating circumstances. Now you have the rematch, kind of. Um, David, who do you like in this game? Uh, So the Bills are favored by five and a half. I'm taking the Bengals. And I'm taking the Bengals on the money line. I'm taking the Bengals against the points. Like So, I mean, you know, I win if the Bengals lose by five points or less. But I'm taking the Bengals either way. I just I just got that feeling. And the Bills were my preseason Super Bowl pick for the AFC. So I'm kind of going against my own preseason pick, although I will still flex my preseason pick if I if I get to that point. Um and the NFL didn't do the, the Bills any favor by putting tickets on sale for the AFC championship game in Atlanta uh, already. And the Bills have noticed that. Joe Mixon has noticed that. And I'm not I'm not saying it's gonna determine the game, but I'm just saying these teams avoid bulletin board material for a reason. I know why the NFL put the tickets on sale. It doesn't matter. The bottom line is if Joe Mixon's offended by it, there are other Bengals offended by it too. And that does not help the bills cause. That's pretty standard operating procedure. I, I mean, I, 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 I don't, get it. the Joe Mixon is offended, which means other Bengals are offended as well. And you know how this works. It doesn't matter if it makes sense. You know how this works. Look, the Cincinnati Bengals are a ridiculously talented football team. Um, arguably the best wide receiver trio in football. Um, The best young up and coming quarterback, one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL period, regardless of age, there is no Jonah Williams. There is no Alex Kappa. There is no Lyle Collins. This offensive line is going to be every bit as porous as it was last year for the Bengals, you're going to Buffalo, which is a difficult place to play to begin with. DeMar Hamlin has been around that team a lot over the course of the last couple of days. Uh, It's not going to surprise me at all. If he is on the sideline for this game, it's going to be incredibly emotional. I don't see the Cincinnati Bengals coming away with a win. I think the bills are going to get this one taken care of. It's going to prove the NFL right for putting these tickets on sale ahead of time or or whatever. If this was a fully healthy Bengals team, I would pick the Bengals. But and I'm not going to be surprised if the Bengals win. Uh, it, on AllBengals.com, I predicted 34 to 28. I still think it's going to be a tight game. It's going to be a one-score game, but uh, I think the Bills are too much in the end for Cincinnati. Finally, look, I'll take have- 34 to 29. I'll give you that. So that's enough of this Bengals bills crossover from you, sir. (laughs) Cowboys at Niners Niners by four. I'm taking Niners and the points. Let's go Brock Purdy. I want to take the, the 49ers really, really bad. Uh, The Dallas Cowboys pass rush against Brock Purdy has me kind of pausing a little bit, but then again, the 49ers defense against Dak Prescott has me pausing a little bit. I I'm taking the home team. I'm taking the 49ers and, uh, and they are going to head, to the NFC championship and Brock Purdy is the new Tom Brady. James Jarko, are you a Bengals fan? Uh, no, I am not. I, I do not okay. like the Bengals. Are you an outro fan? I am. So with that, 
Thank you for making Locked On Bucks your first listen or view of the day. For the second lesson, check out the NF Locked On NFL podcast, bringing you local insights you love to the national spotlight with daily conversations on the biggest NFL stories. Locked On NFL, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. We will be back on Monday talking more about the Buccaneers offseason, what could possibly transpire, some changes that we see happening, giving you the hope that – the Bucs will be in the divisional round next season, and we'll be talking about them uh, still playing football at this time next year. Check out everything David's doing over at BucksGameDay.com. Check out my work over at BucksNation.com. And, of course, you can follow everything on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JRGo underscore Bucks, and here at too. Hope you all have an absolutely outstanding day. Stay safe, stay healthy, fire those cannons. Thank you so much for joining us right here. Bucks.